Hello and welcome to Between the Lines, the podcast that introduces you to some of Canada's lesser-known authors and writers who have either yet to begin or have just begun to make their mark on the writing world. In this season, our third, we will focus solely on Canadian poets and their poetry. Some of my guests have already been published, either self or traditionally, while others have yet to take that plunge. I think it is not only important to give each and every one of them an equal opportunity to be discovered, but to be heard as well. I'm your host, Randy Lacey, and I invite you to join me between the lines. Hello and welcome to Between the Lines. Hi. On today on today's show, <laughs> on today's show, I will be speaking with Canadian writer and poet Lori Green. Hello Lori and welcome to season 3 of Between the Lines. Hi Randy. Thanks for having me on. You know what? It's my pleasure and It'll be my pleasure until this hits the airwave. So I will <laughs> cherish this moment until the rest of the world gets to hear it. Oh, say that's good. <laughs> uh, that's something new I had to add. Um, before we get into the nitty gritty of the interview, uh-huh. I wonder if you might like to, you know, give uh, our listeners a brief summary or brief uh, rundown of who Lori Green is and what's and what makes Lori Lori. I see. Well, first and foremost, I'm a writer and a poet, as you probably know. <laughs> Otherwise you wouldn't be here. Exactly. Um <laughs> I have a 14-year-old daughter who I love very much. You better. And uh <laughs> an aging Shih Tzu. <laughs> Bless you. She's getting up there. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm an avid fan of Stephen King. So as you can imagine, I, I love writing horror, dark fiction, uh, gothic poems, anything like that. Uh, my spare time, if I'm not writing, I'm reading lots of books. And I'm also watching a lot of TV. Um, I like, I, I think a lot of TV, people say that, you know, people who watch a lot of TV aren't, aren't really, you know, thinkers or creative people, but I think they're stories. They're stories, just like, you know, reading a book or anything like that. And I love things like character development and character arcs. And I just, I, I love to see the villains. Uh, what makes them tick? What made them villains and things like that? I, I watch a lot of um, things like Walking Dead. Um, you must have loved Gotham. Yes, yes, that was a good one. I can be. Uh, I watch a lot of Breaking Bad reruns. That's my favorite show ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I used to have a goatee, a tightly cropped goatee. And with my bald head, I look like. I see. You see it? Yes, I can see it right now. I can see you in that role. Yeah. Heisenberg. Heisenberg. (laughs) (laughs) 
What uh, else so is yeah. that? What else makes you you? Not yo yo, um, but you you. I. Ay, ay, ay. Where do you live? <laughs> a fun fact about me <laughs> I go for a walk every morning and I walk through uh, a cemetery every morning. <laughs> It's it's very big, and it has lots of trails through it, but I said if I was ever dating again, I'd have to put that in my dating profile, that I love long walks through the cemetery. <laughs> that might raise some flags. <laughs> <laughs> I might not get a, long, a lot of bites on that one, but... Well, it depends if they're into vampires or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're running with your theme here. We're running with your theme. (laughs) (laughs) Is that it or is there any other fun facts? Um, a really long time ago when I was 18, I don't want to give away my age, but that was a really long time ago. I was in a car accident. Um, and, uh, we hit head on. Hmm. With an oncoming vehicle, I was not wearing a seatbelt, so I was thrown out of the car through the windshield, and when the truck rolled over, it landed on top of me. Ooh. Yes. So that's, that's the, um, that's the biggest thing, the, the, what do you say? The hardest thing I've ever had to go through is recovery after that. I bet. Yeah. And here yeah. you are. Yes. Yep. Yep. I think every day after that, um, like I said, I, I went through a lot. I broke both my hips, both my legs, uh, my ankles, my left arm. I, it was a lot. Wow. So... And funny thing about that is um, I've tried to write about it, like write a story, write a short story, write memoir, and I can't. I can't seem to do it. It just doesn't sound right to me. Have you ever? I think think maybe that, uh, I don't know, I'm too close to it. Maybe I just, I don't know. Have you considered trying to write a fictional autobiography? No, I have not. Try that approach. Hmm. <laughs> You're That's <welcome>. different. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I've uh I've been well since I will I will put you in the credits. <laughs> well, that's fine. You can do that if you so wish. Um <laughs> after my first book that I published in 2013, I started mm-hmm. writing a memoir. I'm mm-hmm. still writing the memoir it, from, you know, my 13 years living on the streets, mm-hmm. but it's been really hard to write. And then I thought, you know what, maybe it'll be easier if I turn it part of it into a fictional autobiography. And you mm-hmm. know what? It's been working. Well, thanks for the tip because, you know, I, like I said, I just, I can't seem to write about it. Well, change the perspective. Okay. Well, there you go. So if there's nothing else that you want to share, or is there? Um, no. I'll leave that for another episode or something. Oh, we can do that too. I, I like other episodes. 
<laughs> uh, you want to say hi to your daughter so she can hear herself? Hey, Lynn. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So normally at this junction, um, I would jump right into uh, the question period of, of, of the show. But this season, we are focusing on Canadian poets and their poetry. Right. And which you qualify, <laughs> by the way. And um, so with that being said, I think this would be a good time, uh, a better time than any other, uh, to jump right in and, um, so to speak, and and I believe you have a poem that you want to read for us? Sorry, my voice cracked there. That's all right. It's better than my voice. This is a poem that I wrote uh, 2021. And I submitted it to uh, a magazine for their uh, Halloween edition. And it won second place. Wow. And it's the the poetic form, I think. I believe it's called, a, how do you pronounce it? Design. It's got uh, 10 lines. So I will read it now. It's called Unhallowed. The first frost bites, leaves turn to ginger fire, and trees stand naked in late autumn sun, while demons sing in an unholy choir, whispering, it has only just begun. We cast the spell, it cannot be undone. Dark shadows obscure the October sky, with death waiting inside the witch's eye. To black angels, they ever shall be bound. Withering to bone as the ashes fly, at last they lie on unhallowed ground. That's pretty cool. Thank you. And what inspired that? Um, actually, what inspired it, uh, you know, in, I don't know if you watch scary movies at all, but there is a, a scene in It. Which one, um, the original or the remake? Um, well, I think it's in both because he's in love with the girl and he he writes her a little poem about her hair being ginger fire okay because she's a redhead and in the autumn like in the fall uh i just love the leaves as they turn different colors and ginger i like ginger See, you're definitely in Ontario because out here out west, we don't have the dramatic changing of colors of the leaves. Oh, oh, you're missing out. Oh, no, I grew up in Ottawa, so I'm, I'm familiar oh, okay. with them. Oh, okay, yeah. But I, I'm yeah. also visually impaired, so I don't see colors. Okay. But yes. even if I could, I know that because I've been across the country many times. I know that out west, that dramatic color change of leaves doesn't really happen like it does in Ontario and Quebec. Oh yeah. Yeah, it it's uh oh it's beautiful. <laughs> it's my it's my one of my most favorite times of the year. I can I can certainly relate to that. Um I do miss my days of uh being in Ontario uh as much as I uh enjoy not being there. <laughs> <laughs> um I swore I'd never live in Alberta, but I've been here 15 years now. So, Oh, well, never say never. <laughs> well, there you go. That's a good movie, too. Anyway, um, 
<laughs> um, how long did it take you to write that poem? Um, I think it took me uh, a day. Okay. So uh, I'll ask, maybe, maybe I'll ask this later uh, after we're done. Uh, let's go into the question period portion of the show. That's hard to say, question period portion. Um, <laughs> question number one. Mm-hmm. Do you have a preferred style of poetry, i.e. Uh, sonnet, limerick, haiku, etc.? I would say that my preferred style of poetry, preferably to have some sort of rhyme, rhyme scheme. Yay! I love rhyming poetry. I know a lot of modern poetry is free verse, and I'm not dissing it. I I still love it, but for me, my favorite is rhyming poetry, gothic poetry for sure. Now, when you say um, gothic, you mean those lengthy epics, or what do you mean? I mean anything dark. Okay. Anything dark, like. Uh, um, which is a cemetery, like anything that, you know, uh, Poe, Poe is one, is one of my favorite poets. So anything Edgar Allan Poe, um, yeah. What are you, you doing for I mean? the next 20 years of your life? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm a huge Poe fan, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's definitely one of my favorites. Have you ever tried to emulate his style? I did. I did. For one one of my poems is uh being published in a it's called Evermore and it's it's all of it's all poetry inspired by Poe. Oh nice. So, uh my poem uh Hatred of a Minute is in that one okay because uh, the line inspired me um uh what how's it go years of love have been forgot in the hatred of a minute Mm -hmm. and that that has stayed with me for years and years it's it's so true sometimes in life that that just happens you know i do i very much do (laughs) um yeah I've had this conversation with several of the people that I interviewed for the show on, on the subject of Poe. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if you do a Google search on Poe style writing contests, you won't mm-hmm. find very many. No, no. There were two that I found and one is now defunct. Oh. And I'm actually... And you'll hear here for the first time on Between the Lines that mm-hmm. I'm contemplating um, starting up a, a, a yearly, once a year, uh, poetry contest or a contest in the style of Poe. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to look for sponsors and, and all kinds of stuff. I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of people that are interested in it. Yes, yes. So uh, keep your ears open. I'll let you know. You're in my group. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So that's your favorite preferred 
Preferably, yeah. Preferably, okay. Um, when you write, do you stick to a certain theme? Um, love, nature, death, or do you just write whatever comes out? Um, uh, well, <laughs> definitely anything dark. I keep coming back to that, but that's, that's who I am. That's what I write. Um, death is, is first and foremost. Um, well, you did have probably a near death experience. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe but that's it, what sparked that. But even before that, when oh. I was, uh, I forget how old I was. Do you remember the old show Quincy? Yes. Yes. See, uh, he was a medical examiner, like he, uh, basically a coroner, I guess. So yep. I watched him all the time and I, I just became obsessed with like death and how do you, how did that person die? And like what happens to the body when they die? Like, and, and it stayed with me throughout the years. I've just been like, I don't know, I'm naturally obsessed with death. <laughs> you are aware that that show is based on a real life character. Is it? Yes. Oh, I did not know that. An L.A. County coroner. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and think that and say that uh, you're probably a fan of Criminal Minds. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> I do like Criminal Minds. My am, mother's my mother's obsessed with that show. <laughs> I am just in the process of watching the entire series. And oh, I'm that's in a lot. Six. That's a lot. <laughs> yes. I'm in season six, episode six, actually. Ah, okay. Uh, I love the show. I've got uh, uh, probably the second time going through it all. Once when it was yeah. current. And now again, uh, twice since it's, well, it's still current. It came back on the air. So yeah. Um, it's gotten darker. The language has gotten a lot yes. darker. Yes. Have you been um, following the, the latest? Um, not the latest, but it uh, is season 16. It's, it's definitely gotten much darker. Oh yeah. But I mean, like they're dropping F bombs and everything in it now. What? Yeah. I yeah, don't know yeah. that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's to hear Rossi drop an F bomb is like, yeah. What? You're like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What is that? <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, anyway, I'm not going to give any more of the show away, but it's, it's, it's gotten darker in its language. It's gotten, anyway, it's, mm. I'm still watching. So, uh, next question. What or who is your muse? Um, well, let's, that's a hard question. That's for why me I ask it. Because I, I, I find everything is my muse. Um, whether it's, you know, my daughter, obviously, um, love. Uh, cause, you know, I, I might write dark and I, I'm obsessed with death, but I'm also, I feel very deeply, so I anything you know. If I've fallen in love, then I've fallen in love hard. So just it's hard. It's hard to say. I can find almost anything to be my muse, but uh, definitely, uh, definitely love. All mm -hmm. types of love. It's just I like I never knew. Like when I was growing up. 
it, you know, love was, I just thought love was a, a feeling, a, an emotion, kind of a, a one dimensional thing, but it's, it's really like, there's so many levels mm. and, you know, so many types. And as I've grown older, like, I just like, um, I want to give an example. People no. talk about finding the love of your life, right. your, your soulmate. And when my daughter was born, I felt like I had met my soulmate. And that's, it sounds weird. It sounds different. Um, my husband, obviously, like I loved him very deeply or I still love him. I shouldn't, I shouldn't talk about him like he's dead. <laughs> Is he um, absent? <laughs> no. <laughs> he'll, he'll be, he'll be listening to this going, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was just that, that deep, deep level of love that I, I was unaware of that level. And it's, it's, I've, I'm, finding it really hard to describe it right now just like I said, this is going to be a funny question for a writer <laughs> put it into words yeah <laughs> um I wonder if I can find one you know like a writer <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like I said I'm just, I love her so much it's it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah you know I've got uh, I have two boys and uh one of them's getting married next month. Oh nice. Yeah. <laughs> and um I haven't written a whole lot about my boys. No. No. Um I don't know why. I mean they are everything to me. You'd think I'd mm -hmm. be able to find no shortage of words to want to say about them, but um mm -hmm. I I think it's because they know Mm -hmm. that I don't need to explain it to anybody. It's funny you should say that because I've never written anything for my daughter or about my daughter. Well, <laughs> there's been a couple, but surely, certainly not as no. many as I could have. Um, no. you, you said earlier that uh, really you don't need a muse to write. You just write because anything can inspire yes. you. Yes. I used to boast about that was a a, a thing that I used to do is brag about I don't need a topic to write about you can tell me anything and I'll write you a poem and I've been challenged on it many times mm -hmm. and and you know I, I was able to back up my words but um yeah I used to whatever man just give me a subject I'll write about it yeah exactly um I I wholeheartedly agree with you now you keep saying um you you love writing on dark subjects mm -hmm. but does that necessarily make you a dark person um is that your nature uh it's it, i'm kind of like half and half <laughs> so you're like coffee cream <laughs> Uh, yeah <laughs> um like i i love dark horror goth but then you know i there are some love stories that i i openly weep about <laughs> so uh, you know i have a i have a heart it it might be 
you know, a dark heart, but I still have one. <laughs> well, are you able to see the, the, the bright side of life? Um, sometimes. <laughs> I. Has your life ever gotten so dark that you can't see light? It has in the past. Okay. It has in the past. And um, I think about it sometimes. I th- well, I think about it a lot. And I think about how far I've come from those days where all I saw or felt was darkness. Mm-hmm. So I, I like I said, the, I, I write about dark things and I think it's cathartic for me. But now you're using author words, cathartic. Ooh, I sound really smart now. Stephen <laughs> King would be proud. Oh, awesome. <laughs> that goes to our conversation before we started. Yeah. The interview. <laughs> My eye just got blurry because I was like, Oh, no. <laughs> um, did you answer the question sufficiently for your own liking? I think so. You, you think I, so? Because like, I, you know, it was a difficult question for me. So well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we'll, uh, I'll let you have that sip and we'll, uh, I'll ask you, I will ask you the next question, which is okay. number four. What is the hardest part of writing a poem? for you uh for me is because I like rhyming poetry so much um I I do a lot of rhyming poetry and the hardest part for me is to find a natural rhyme instead of it sounding you know forced you know like oh she she just stuck that word in there to rhyme you know instead of like flowing naturally you sound so so much like me (laughs) (laughs) you've read my poetry you just told me that you have one of my books so you know that I love to rhyme yeah yeah but that's that's for me the hardest part is to find that natural no natural rhyme that natural rhythm um I hopefully it comes off well in the poetry that I have written so when you when you sit down to write, mm-hmm. do you sit down with something in mind or do you sit down and let it come to you or what's that process? Uh it depends. Sometimes I sit down because I have like there's an open call in a magazine and sometimes they have a theme. Uh sometimes they don't, but sometimes, you know, that's that's my goal. I'm sitting down this is the criteria for the poem that they want. And this is what I'm working with. Uh, other times it's just, it, it, it's feelings that just need to come out. Mm-hmm. They, they need to come out. I need to write them down. Sometimes, um, sometimes when I'm not doing rhyming poetry, it's just free verse. And it, it's just like, I need to get this out. So it depends really. So when you write the free verse, is that stuff more like just for you or is that something that you would say? Okay. Yeah. It's more just for me. Um, Oops. I dropped something. Never mind. (laughs) Um, 
yeah, it's mostly just for me. I have shared it, um, but it, it's more personal for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you're writing and you come to a spot where you just have nothing more to write at that point, not saying that the poem is done, but you mm-hmm. just have nothing to add, what do you do? Do you, you said you don't like to force anything. So do you walk away and come back yes. to it? I put it on the shelf or, you know, um, close my laptop, whatever I'm writing with. Um, and I walk away. And you revisit it later. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be, you know, the next day, it could be you know, the next month. It depends on when, you know, I'm ready to revisit that. So I'm assuming a lot of what you're saying are, are, are things that I can certainly relate to because I, I'm still there or doing that. But what does your unfinished folder look like? Is it full? I think every writer's unfinished folder is full. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, the way that I go about with my books is I write poetry for a year and then in the next year I will edit and put it together and then put the book out. So it's just basically the previous year's poetry. And right. every year I've got a folder with poems that never saw the light of day that were never finished. Mm-hmm. And so I think over the last eight, nine years, I have enough unfinished poems for about another four volumes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, I, you know, <laughs> anybody who finds my stuff will be able to, hey, I can write a book off this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's, uh, that's, you know, you're, you are absolutely right though. Every writer's probably got at least one of those folders, eh? Yeah. It, it, like whether they're a poet or a, a novelist or whatever. Yeah. I would um, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just gonna say I would say that uh the hardest part of writing uh poetry is you know actually showing it to people, submitting it, just because you know, it feels like you know, you're opening your chest and you know, your heart is falling out and uh, don't get ahead of yourself because you know you know the <laughs> questions are coming up. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what that's what I feel like. Do you have another poem you wanna read for us? Uh yes. Um I don't mean to put you on the spot or anything, but this is an interview <laughs> with a poet. Well, I I have poems around me all the time. So there you go. This poem I I really liked. Um I sorry. That's the introduction to my poem. <laughs> this one, I submitted it to a magazine. And I was very, uh, I was very bummed that they didn't accept it. <laughs> but uh, here goes. Like I said, uh, I like a lot of rhyme. And I, and I write dark. So here is On the Devil's Wings. When midnight breezes return to blow. You'll find me there beneath the shadow of doubts that linger across the stone under a waning moon, cold earth below. I wander again, no longer alone. Once more alive, I am sinew and bone. Your blood coursing through my veins as others join us, pleasures yet unknown. The apple falls, unlocking the chains 
of dreams unleashed, eating up the night. A flash of teeth, my lips now stained with honey and blood, such rich champagne. The cock crows twice before for its light and dark times end in mourning. We burn to ashes, the devil's delight. Descending down, our black wings take flight. I thought you said you write dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's so It's so light and fluffy, that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. What were you feeling when you, when you wrote that? Um, I was feeling... Um, I was thinking about religion, actually, just because uh, my mother's uh, very religious and uh, I grew up with, you know, between two opposing religions, they couldn't be more different. Uh, And I I just, I've I've battled with those feelings my whole life. Mm -hmm. I'm just not... Uh, being a particularly religious person myself so religious people scare me yeah yeah they do (laughs) i'm a man of faith but religious people scare me yes yes so that's that's what it felt like to me like i just i find that in my in my my writing as well like my novel that i'm working on is it's you know, it's got some religious themes in it as well. So that's what I was thinking when I wrote that poem. And did you come to a conclusion after writing it? Wrote anything? I usually come to the same conclusion that I, I, that I, the, the conclusion I usually come to is that hell is, is basically right here. Like we're living it. I, I don't believe that there's, you know, a fiery inferno below. But what if you're wrong? Anyway, what this if is, I'm wrong? I, you that's, know, a, that's a topic for another show. <laughs> I always liked, you know, sunbathing. So there you go. <laughs> I like it hot. <laughs> well, all right. Hey, I, I make hot sauces, by the way. I don't know if your sister told you. Wait. <laughs> I, I just drew a blank for a second there. Um, when you first started writing poetry, were you the show it to everyone kind of writer or did you keep it all to yourself? Oh God, I kept it all to myself. <laughs> and and part of me is super glad I did that because some of the poetry I used to write, <laughs> you ever gone back and been like, what is this? <laughs> I have found recently some stuff that I wrote back in the 80s, and I, (laughs) what were you thinking, man? And what (laughs) drugs were involved? (laughs) Um, Um, Actually, I never wrote while under the influence of of anything. No? I tried. No Stephen King novels came out of you? (laughs) Uh, No, like I said, I didn't start writing anything, but uh, um, I didn't. I've always written poetry up until about four years ago. Oh, okay. And I just started my uh, trying my hand at um, different things, short stories and, and other things. And uh, mm-hmm. so, yeah, no, it was always, uh, I can remember once and only once 
uh, on the, the banks of the Fraser River in uh, British Columbia mm-hmm. <clears throat> with my then girlfriend camping at a campsite and uh, doing some natural uh, stimuli uh, that ended up me talking with Flipper oh. <laughs> in, the, in the Fraser River. And then I tried to write something and I, I, I couldn't write. Oh, okay. It just wouldn't come. And, uh, but then again, I was trying to start a fire in the, in the, in the rain too. So um, <laughs> that's another story. Uh, no, I've never tried to really consciously write anything under the influence of anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I've never done that either. I wouldn't Unless... recommend it, uh, but they, you know, some people say that, uh, drugs expand the mind. I don't really believe that. Yeah, like unless you count, you know, drinking like wine. Like I, I've done that. <laughs> yeah, but for me, drinking wasn't a social thing. It was a uh, an all in or an all out. Ah, uh, I see. There was none of that happy middle ground. Oh, okay. And uh, same with same with my my drug intake. It was. Another story. <laughs> uh, an overindulgence. Let's just say everything that I've done, I've done with an overindulgent uh, attitude. Right. Um, and that's just, yeah. Anyway. Um, so you are a keep it to yourself because it was personal and it was, you're, you're bearing your, your heart and soul. Yes. Yes. And I would, I would assume therapeutic. Yeah. Even uh, even today, I, I sometimes find it hard to share my poetry. So when you enter contests then with the poems, do you put less of yourself within your content? Um, no, no. I I think I I put as much as I can into every poem. So Whether what changes it, then what that allows changes? you to share it? Um, to me, I think if, if I think I can share it, it's because I love it that much. Like the, like I said before, my, my poem there on the devil's wings, like I, I loved that poem. I, I just loved it so much. I'm like, oh, for sure. This, they're going to publish this. And they passed on it and you're like, what? You just broke my heart. Did they give you a reason why at least? Uh, no, they just said uh, they were just going to pass on it for this time and to keep submitting to them in the future. So who knows? Maybe they will. <laughs> Maybe one day, right? Um, I don't normally ask this question, but do you really care what people think about your poetry? Do I? Yes. Why? Why? I don't know. And this will eventually you know that, tie into the last question that I'm going to oh, ask okay. you. Uh, I just, so think on that. Okay. And, uh, and I mean, like I said, you know the questions in advance because you pick them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know what? I, I, I find doing that with my guests makes it easier for them. And there's so much that can come out of each question that I can ask in between. Right, right. right. Uh, which you've now discovered. And <laughs> in, ta- in talking with your sister, who I've already interviewed. Yes, folks, <laughs> this is a family show. 
<laughs> and by the way, people, I, I've never done this in any other episode before. I, I want to take the opportunity to acknowledge those people who take the time out of their busy days and schedules to listen to us. Yes. Because that's why we do this. Exactly. So thank you, people. Thanks. um and you know every every video i've learned about or watched about learning how to do a podcast says thank the people as much as possible so um, yes yes uh, i apologize for not uh saying thank you in the past and um i'll probably edit this out anyway but um um, is poetry dying or do you find or think rather that uh there is still enough interest in poetry to keep on writing it. And I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about people reading it. Right. Right. Um, Cause we'll, we'll always write it. Uh, yeah. I'm always writing, reading. Um, so I don't, I don't think that at all. I don't think it's a dying art. I know of several, you know, writer, writer friends of mine that, write poetry and um yeah it's just uh, I think you know what it makes me it reminds me of that quote by uh Helena Bonham Carter um where she says I think everything in life is art you know and I I think you know as long as we live and breathe you know we will always have poetry Fair enough. And, and she's a very dark individual uh, herself. So maybe mm-hmm. that, anyway, um, uh, I, I love your work, by the way, Helena. <laughs> Over the centuries, mm-hmm. poetry has seen heights and it's sunken to lows. Like during the Renaissance, poetry was huge mm-hmm. and then it waned and then it resurfaced and then it died and are we in a lull or is it gaining in popularity or is it lost popularity? I think it's gaining in popularity. Okay. I've I've seen several more uh, poetry books in the last five years as opposed to, you know, um, in the early 2000s. Okay. It just, we have... You know, there was 9-11 and, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, a lot of big things have happened and big things inspire big emotions um, and, uh, and a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so not just, you know, the pandemic happened, obviously, and there was a, a, pandemic? a lot of, yeah. Somewhere, somewhere in the world, there was, there was a pandemic and it inspired a lot of writing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and not just, you know, poems or writing about the pandemic in particular, just dealing with the emotions of it, like the isolation and fear (laughs) and things like that. It really just inspired us. I, I'm laughing for a reason because at the onset of the uh, quote unquote air quotes folks uh, at the onset of the pandemic, uh-huh. 
uh-huh. where they were telling us to isolate and all, and all that sort of jazz, um, I, I started saying, you know what? Isolation is easy. I've been doing it since 1983. <laughs> you know, I got kicked out onto the streets. I've been doing it yeah, since 1983, yeah. right? So uh, th- uh, this is easy. Like, Give me something hard. Piece of cake. Piece Give me something cake. hard. Challenging. Challenge me. <laughs> but you, uh, the the physical contact. I I used to be a hugger, and you know I I miss that. And yeah. um, you know on the streets, I you know I I protected young runaways from you know uh, pedophiles and uh, all kinds of predators and stuff like that. Right. And, um, and carrying on into you know my after street life. Uh, I, I volunteer with youth and, and you know how youth are clingy and some yeah, of them are yeah. very emotional, or, you know, give me a hug or whatever, right? That's what I miss during they, that whole. They just, they, they, you know, we need that touch. Mm-hmm. So. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but you know what? Poetry, uh, the written word in book like you and I do um as 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 it surges in popularity and then dies in in popularity it's always remained in music though and there's always been yes. music always music always music and there's and you know anybody who's a lyricist will tell you that it's poetry to music exactly that's what i thought when i was younger i'm like this is just poetry and that's what got me hooked on on poetry is when i realized mm-hmm. that wait a second it's poetry. Yeah. Yeah. I was the same way. I'm like, this is poetry. See what I mean? <laughs> poetry that rhymed. Well, not, <laughs> not, not all the time, but yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you ever hope to uh, be published one day? Either yes. traditionally or self? Um, or the preference? Um, I'd love to be traditionally published, but I think um, I've been thinking this year about self-publishing a poetry chapbook because uh, I've been gathering all my poems. I'm in the midst of it right now, gathering. um, You don't look like you're in a mist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just gathering all my poems that have the same kind of theme. And because I've, I've written some poems that I really like that aren't about dark things, <laughs> but you know, I, I think, I think I would love to put out a, a poetry chat book about my poems about love and death. I'm probably going to mess the pronunciation of this up very, very bad. Uh, it's French. So forgive my bad French. Uh, have you ever heard of a tete a tete? Mm-hmm. You know what they are, right? Those kind of books? Yeah. So, and I'm probably, anyway, I, I approached a, a publisher. Uh, he's got his own uh, small public uh, publishing firm. And I, I uh, what do you call those when you send a? Query? A pitch. Okay, yeah. I pitch. sent them a pitch for a book, uh, a tete-a-tete book uh, of poetry where, uh, and for those of you who do not know what that is, it's uh, you read the book one way, you flip it over, and then you read it. Uh, uh, there's a different on the on the on the backside, right? Mm-hmm. Basically. Um, so, 
because they haven't really been popular since the 1600s. And, yeah, it's been uh, a, a while, yeah. Yeah, so I I pitched the idea of of doing that, uh, like poetry or, or stories, uh, themed though. So like one side, let's say light, and the other side dark. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway, he loved the idea. So I don't know if he's running with it or not, but um, maybe that's something you might want to think about. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, there's another idea I've given you. (laughs) (laughs) Free. You should be my agent. I don't know if I could be an agent. You know what? Somebody asked me to be an agent back in the 80s for their rock group. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What were they called? Oh, I can't even remember the name of the band now. Anyway, um, uh, so Chapbook or... Um, so you'd like to be traditionally published? Yeah. Why? But, but I think, I think that's more, um, the novel side of things okay. as opposed to my poetry. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. So that was seven questions plus, but what you <laughs> didn't know is that there's a mysterious eighth question that I ask all my guests. Oh, well, you Just probably did because your sister probably told you, and you probably listened to some of the episodes anyway. But so there is a mysterious eighth question that you didn't even see. So I'm going to ask you this now. Okay. I hope you're ready for this. It's it's pretty deep. Can you discuss a specific theme or subject that you often explore in your poetry? <laughs> I see where you were going before when I was talking about religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I, I explore that theme a lot because of uh, the way I grew up. I married a Catholic and uh, it's just, it's, it's been with me all my life. Mm-hmm. So I, I have definitely explored religion in all my writing, whether it be poetry, in my novel. Um, and obviously, like I, I had said before, you know, death. I've just been obsessed with death. So, so yeah. what did you think of Anne Rice? I loved Anne Rice. I know she wrote a few things. And then she regretted writing those things when she was oh you're talking about her adult content um yes yes (laughs) what was that movie with dan Aykroyd and uh rosie o'donnell oh i can't remember something out of eden or eden or east of eden is that what Uh, it is no east of eden was uh james dean oh okay um yeah but i know what you're talking about that was based on one of her books Oh, really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> but um I I loved her writing and So know, the she, Vampire series. Yep, the the Vampires, the Mayfair Witches, those were my favorite. But uh like I said she was a what do you call it? She was Catholic but a non-practicing Catholic? She before she died she later converted to Christianity. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think one of her last books, if I might be mistaken on this, uh, what was it, Out of Egypt? 
a story about Jesus and Mary and Joseph when they left Egypt to go back to Israel. I can't remember that one. Well, towards the end. Anyway, I loved I loved Anne Rice's uh, novels, her old vampire series. Yes. I think there was, yes. what, nine, ten books in the series? Oh, I can't remember. Well, it's an interview with the vampire, the vampire. Yeah, Lestat. there's like the vampire Armand, the vampire Lestat. Memnock. Uh, Memnock. Memnock the devil, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just a really good uh, Queen of the Damned. Yeah, yeah. See, there's so many. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I did enjoy her her uh, her writing style. <clears throat> um so anyway, yeah, um, I'm going to ask you one more question because um, I, I think it's important um, to get this out, out there as well. But who do you write for? Do you write for yourself? Do you write for others? Do you like, is there a purpose behind you? Right. Like, because we, we, we talked about catharsis. Hello. <laughs> yes, we talked. We use that big word. <laughs> <laughs> uh so is it a catharsis for you or is it uh you you're writing for other people hopefully that it will be something that they can uh you know get out of it or or what have you um a lot of the time or do you write for profit or do you like because oh, I mean, no. what's that god no <laughs> <laughs> well yeah well when your book when you get your first book out is yeah, it because you want to make money off it or is it because you want to have something out there or uh, well, leave a legacy you know, behind or money is always nice, but I I would just love to have something out there that people can read a piece of me, you know, that can live on. <laughs> I hear that. Um, yeah. Cause I, I, I mostly, the- I mostly write, poetry because it's cathartic like I said or it's a love letter it's a love letter to someone it's a love letter to um a feeling it's just it's I I I feel like it's like I said it just feels like a love letter to different people to different things to myself um I was waiting for God um one of the things I always say and it's actually in some of my books as well is I I don't write for profit I profit from writing oh that's 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 the way I I would look at it yeah I get so much more when people acknowledge what I've written than Mm -hmm. you know the the dollars that come as a result of it yeah and the other thing I put in my other books is um, is uh, something I truly believe and totally forgot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't I don't write because no, how does it go? I don't write because there's something I have to say, but rather because there's something you might need to hear. Uh, yes, yes, that's a good one too. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what advice would you give somebody who says that they can't write a poem? I think everyone can write a poem. So do I. I think everyone is capable of writing a poem. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, a, a hell's angel 
biker guy or you know, the girl that makes your latte in the morning. I think everyone, everyone can write a poem. It's, it's like I said before, it's all about feelings. Mm-hmm. It's and obviously everyone has feelings, right? Well, most people have feelings. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I, and I wholeheartedly agree with you. I do believe that everybody has it within them to put their emotions down on paper. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. It, at the beginning, it might not make sense or it might not come mm-hmm. across the way that you're intending it to, but mm-hmm. the potential to, to refine uh, and, and that's basically what writing is, is just, uh, you know, putting something down and then refining it. Right. Right. So. Obviously. And, and don't try too hard. Like if you, it, it just let it out, you know? Absolutely. Um, is that the only advice you'd have or just write it? Just do it. it well, just write it. Or, you know, if you, if you want to learn about it, Take a class. There are free classes um, available to show you different types of poetry. You might like one one form and not the other. So take a class if you really want to learn. They're out there. Yeah, there's a, what was it called now? Uh, open learning or something like that. And they've mm-hmm. got, they've got, a, they've got a, cor- a, a short brief course called, um, how to write a poem okay and it's like you know uh eight parts or whatever like that and you go at your own speed and and it's it's you know uh i took a course through the hadley school for the blind um Mm -hmm. called the elements of poetry and that was basically to get me back into an education mindset because it'd been like 25 years since i've been in school and it was the easiest thing for me to reintegrate myself into that mindset so Right. But yeah, there's all kinds of, uh, of, of courses out there that are, that are free or at least very inexpensive to help people guide them into that. Would exactly. you, ever consi- would you, have you considered that? Have you done it? Will you do it again? I have done it. Uh, I've taken a couple of free courses, um, just because I wanted to learn about different types of poetry, like, you know, I, I, I have my favorite kinds and then there's, you know what, I, I want to learn how to do it differently, you know, yeah. and uh, I took a couple free courses. I've thought about taking others. Uh, I, I'm laughing again because I was just thinking you get what you pay for though. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yes. Um, uh, no, that's, that's all good. We're going to move into uh, section two here. We, uh-huh. <laughs> we're going to go into part two called shameless plugging. Shameless plugging. This uh. is where you get to uh, talk about, uh, well, just talk about the stuff you've written. Um, we know we've acknowledged that you don't have a book yet. I don't so have a book yet. We won't ask that question, but we have other em- questions. Emphasis on yet. Yet. <laughs> and I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll go right into the second question of part two. 
Uh, are you currently working on anything? And if so, how close to completion is it? Um, well, I've mentioned my poetry chat book. Mm-hmm. I'm getting it together. Um, I would say, I would say by the, I don't know, springtime, I should be able to have that finished and have some, some help getting it together and, you know, publishing that. Uh, my sister is self-published before. Um, I know you have, Randy. Yep. yep. So I, I have a few people I could ask for advice. Feel free to lean on me if you need it. Absolutely. I've got, uh, I've got, well, 10 books so far and working on the 11th. Yeah. So um, I'd be more than happy to lend a hand uh, wherever I can. And I, uh, not just poetry, but I, I've been writing uh, my novel for a while and I hope to have at least the, the complete first draft by the end of the year. Oh, nice. So, and then I will polish it up and send it off to an editor. And, you know, that'll be published, I don't know, sometime in 2024 when I receive millions of dollars. <laughs> you know, these things take time. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I'm writing a novel as well, and I'm currently on my fourth first draft of the same novel. Oh. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you had to choose one of your, well, you don't have any books. So if you had to choose one of your poems as a favorite, which one would it be and why? Oh gosh. Um, How do you like me now? (laughs) (laughs) That's an even harder question. (laughs) That's why I get paid the big bucks. (laughs) Um. Well, I have a few favorites, but, you know, we don't have all day. I think my favorite poem of recent, you know, recent months is uh, the poetry or the poem, sorry, that I wrote for my father. Okay. My father passed away in December. My condolences. Thank you. And uh, I took it really hard. Um, I was very close to him growing up. And uh, yeah, I won't cry. (laughs) Um, I I have been dealing with losing him for a long time because he had dementia. And, you know, it's been a long time since he, you know, he really was. Uh, somebody I could talk to but even still when he passed away I I took it really hard and I I wrote him a poem which you know he wasn't a poetry kind of guy but uh, I I thought this was my last my last goodbye and my my love letter to my father Mm. so I I think I think that's my favorite recently, which is odd because it doesn't rhyme at all. <laughs> it's free verse. I've been I've been preaching about rhyming poetry this whole time, and this last this poem that I I really like does not rhyme. But again, it was more for you than anybody else. Yes, yes, 
It's, it's, it wasn't for a magazine or anything like that. I just. So yeah, I got your back, Lori. I understood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's wonderful. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's hard losing somebody. I, my, uh, a half brother that I only found out I had 10 years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he passed away in December as well. Oh, at the age yeah. of 50. So oh. just a young buck. My condolences. It's always hard, I guess, and we all take it in different ways. I can tell that you are getting uncomfortable there because you started fidgeting more than you had been throughout the whole interview. <laughs> yes. I like, oh, this is a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I have a T-shirt. I'm not wearing it now, but I have a T-shirt that on the front says, I'm smarter than I look. And on the back, it says, but I'm dumber than you think. <laughs> Truer statement was never uttered. <laughs> um, where can people connect with you? Uh, Facebook, email, snail mail, TikTok, Instagram, and the list goes on and on. Yeah, social media has exploded. Um, I'm not cool enough yet to be on TikTok. <laughs> I can't figure it out. I'm fa- on Facebook, uh, Twitter. Twitter what's is, your uh, what's your uh, handle on Twitter? My handle on Twitter is at Lori G fourteen oh eight. Okay, which is a nod to Stephen King. <laughs> uh, here's a fun fact for you: uh, Are you familiar with uh, Stephen King's book Needful Things? Ah, uh, yes, I am. <laughs> I lived in the town where the movie was shot. Nice. Yes, and uh, yes. the house that they used was, oh, about five houses up from me. Oh, my God, I would have been there every day. Oh, <laughs> and you know what? Uh, do you remember the TV show, The Beachcombers? Yes, an old Canadian show. Yes, and do you remember Molly's Reach? Yes. The the restaurant? Yeah. Well, the house that they used in Needful Things in the movie was pretty corner to Molly's Reach. Nice. That's so interesting. <laughs> anyway, so um, so Facebook, uh, how do they? Or do you have an author page there? Not yet. Um, I'm going. I'm working on making my own website, so I don't have an author page on Facebook. But I, I have a personal page. I I write about, or I post about my writing there. Um, Twitter. So can, how do they find you on Facebook? Yes. Just Lori Green. Lori Green? No E? Yeah. Nope. Just like the color. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Instagram is uh, Lori M. Green, because my middle name is Marie, so. Okay. Anywhere else? You're gonna you're working on a website, so okay. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'd like to post my my published flash fictions you know my published poetry so I there's a lot of things that I'm working on right now this year (laughs) well let's make 23 the year um to make things happen yeah yeah for sure did you have any uh uh, writing goals as a, a new year's resolution for 2023 I did uh it's to finish my novel (laughs) and publish my poetry chat book yeah those were my two biggest things. All right. Well, you know what? You've already said that uh, you're going to lean on some people uh, to get one of those done. So 
let's let's help you get that done. Oh, yes, absolutely. I will be reaching out to so many people. <laughs> well, it's it's good that you can have people to lean out to, right? Lean out to, uh, reach out to. Yes, lean yes, off. yes. Can you share one final poem with us? Um. Yeah, for sure. Um, you hmm. Don't feel obligated. If you don't, you don't. If you do, you do. No, I, I have. You know, no pressure, Lori. <laughs> um, you know what? Since I mentioned it, I'm going to read the poem I wrote for my father. You're going to share that with us? I am. Oh, thank yeah. you, Lori. Um, here we go. <laughs> it's called Without You. And here it is. Um, Sorry, I'm going to take a drink first. Yes. Have some Kleenex handy. (laughs) Okay. You left last night without saying goodbye. What was there really to say? You left long ago, your heart still beating, yet no place in your mind to remember to tell the stories we shared once upon a time in that space in between life and death, birth and disease, where you forgot who I was and how much I loved you. Did you go freely, gentle into that darkest night, Mm. eager to leave, arms wide, welcoming death, now free to walk among the angels? Or were you filled with rage, as I am now, cursing God, looking back at what was left behind? Funny, that phrase, he passed away, as if he were only here for a moment in time, a fleeting memory, passing like a ghost in the night, not the solid presence you had in my heart. So sorry for your loss, they say not knowing the deep chasm of grief that still cleaves my chest, now a gaping hole, suffocating, threatening to swallow me whole, leaving me forever changed. The first time your calloused hands held my tiny palm and called me baby. You told me once and only once that you loved me, But I always knew without the words you could not bring yourself to say. And now those words split my tongue and fall on deaf ears, no longer alive. My heart lies shattered, a bleeding wound that will never heal without you in my life. And that's it. Take a deep breath. Thank you for saying that. Have you shared that with anybody before? I I shared it uh, uh, um, right after his funeral. Um, I shared it with uh, some people on Facebook. Okay. But yeah. Well, thank you for sharing it on 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 my show. Thank you, thank you uh, for letting me letting me uh, you know read it read it to you know, your listeners and to everyone out there. Are you okay? I am now. Yep. Yep. (laughs) 
I, I made it through. I, yes, I usually did. can't make it through without my voice cracking, but. You did well. Thank you. <laughs> Take your right hand, place it over your left shoulder and give yourself a pat on the back because that was hard. Oh, that was hard. You. And I'm very thank proud you. that you got through that. Thank you. You're very I appreciate welcome. it. <laughs> I got a little tear in my eye. That's because I poked my eye the other day. But I moved um, you to tears. Um, I, you know what? I, <laughs> I used to be, like I said, I was on the streets for many years and I was one of those tough guys who, you know, didn't cry, didn't, uh, no emotions or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I got hospitalized in 2010 for five months, almost died. Oh, and ever God. since then, uh, I've been a, a weeping basket of emotion. Um, oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, you know, you, you remember the uh, the old Maury Povich show? Like, you are the father. Well, I <laughs> I cry at that. I cry at anything now, and no. I'm proud to say it. <laughs> good, good. Um, yes, you know, I, I think um, for too many years I couldn't cry at my mom's funeral or any, any and so I, it was all bottled up, and then and then now finally, uh, forty years of you know not being yeah. able to is is yeah. coming out. So anyway, that's enough about me. Um in closing, what would you tell anyone who might be too afraid to take a chance on being published? Um I And you can say this to yourself too. Yeah, to just to just go for it. Life is too short. Mm-hmm. Like I I wish I had, you know, taken my writing seriously years ago and uh, realized that it, it was a legit career path, you know, instead of, oh, you have to go into this trade or that trade, like, you know, write author, writer, poet, um, it's a legit career path. So, you know, go for it. And don't let anyone hold you back. And, you know, if it's your dream, then, you know, follow it. Absolutely. Once upon a time, though, I mean, you had to rely on the big five publishing yes. companies to to get you out there. Yes. But with today's technology, anybody can do it. Yeah. And there's a, there, like you said, the big five, but there's a lot of independent publishers now. Yeah. So, you know, and if, you know, one doesn't accept you, you move on to the next. Absolutely. So, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Lori, this has been absolutely fun. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on to the show. Oh, thank Um, you so much for having me. Oh, you know, like I said, this is fun. Uh, Anybody listening, if you have any questions for Lori, you can send an email to randy.btlpodcast at gmail.com and I can get it to her or you can reach her through the many means that she said. But uh, yeah, if you have any questions about the show or for her, don't hesitate to reach out. Lori. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, thank you again for, for, for doing this. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Between the Lines. We hope you enjoyed our discussion and were inspired to either start writing or to keep on writing. If you have any comments, 
questions or suggestions for future episodes or guests, you can reach out to us by sending an email to randy.btlpodcast at gmail.com. Use comment or suggestion in the subject line. For a copy of the transcript of this or any other episode, just send us an email using transcript as the subject line and indicate which season and episode you would like a transcript for. Visit my website, therandylacy.ca, where you can purchase one of my books, read my blog, and yes, even hear every episode of this podcast. If you have enjoyed what you've heard and would like to hear more, click the Buy Me a Coffee button at the top right corner of the page to help cover the costs associated with keeping this show available to you. If you're ever feeling overwhelmed by the many lines in your life, take a deep breath and remember the wise words of Winnie the Pooh. Sometimes the smallest things take up the most room in your heart. Until next time, keep on keeping between the lines.